everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Podcast. I'm your host, Asia McCray, and on this episode, I have senior wrestler Sean Williams. This is fourth year here at Sacred Heart, and we're going to dive into life as a student athlete and life beyond the student athlete. So, Sean, thank you for coming in today and being a part of this podcast. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Let's get into it. Sean, tell me about yourself and tell me what was the biggest influence for you to become a wrestler and to wrestle here at the D1 collegiate level. Absolutely. I started in third grade wrestling when uh, soccer didn't really work out for me all that much. I wasn't getting enough time. I made the travel team. And then my mom's friend, who just so happened to be the head coach at the high school for wrestling, was like, hey, give wrestling a shot at um, elementary school. So we had eight different elementary schools in Danbury at the time. My elementary school actually like had a wrestling program, so I was able to join in there. So I tried to wrestle. You know, I was really good coming out of the gate, really, at third grade. I was a lot stronger than a lot of the kids. So it really worked well for me. As I got older, competition got tougher. Um, I'm not a good loser. I, I really do hate losing. And um, it's been like that ever since I was a kid. So whenever I lost, I mean, it would, it would be definitely, there would definitely be a scene. And um, I've learned a lot because my dad has definitely set me straight at that point. But high school came around and, you know, I was doing three sports ever since third grade. And I was like, well, I definitely want to do sports when I'm in college. And I was deciding which sport am I going to do, you know? And I decided I was going to do the sport that I was most successful in in high school. And it turns out I really had my success start for me senior year, you know, and that is exactly when I took it seriously. I took second in conference and then I made it to the second conference where I took fifth. And then afterwards, I had made it to states and I got eliminated two rounds before placing. However, I was still fired up because senior year, you know, everybody's like, you know, let's make it good. Let's make it the last one. Yeah, last one, best one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I took that energy and it's been the same ever since even till today where you know i'm fired up to get after things you know and i really started engaging in the process it really started for me in college when i got here we had no head coach no assistant coach coming into my freshman year of college and i was like is there gonna be a wrestling program and it was kind of at one point they didn't have anybody and then john clark and will and john clark and stephen gerald showed up and then we finally had a wrestling program. Are those your coaches now? No. So we only have, we have John Clark is still the, the head coach. Mm-hmm. Now we have Will Switzer. So um, he's the assistant coach right now. Okay. Um, when I got here, I was not recruited. I just walked on. Okay. I'm actually one of the only walk-ons that actually that's on the team. Okay. Everybody else was recruited. Okay. And I knew that I wanted to wrestle and I was going to wrestle regardless. And I'm lucky that I had a coach like Coach John, who was so warm and acclimating, nice guy. And he was really fun to talk to. So when I got here, the transition was a little rough. I already felt like I stuck out like a sore thumb because I was like one of the only black people on the team. Are you the only black person on the team now or is there more? Yeah, I'm the only black person on the team now, but I'm not the only minority. There are other people that are like, you know, Puerto Rican and and other diversities, but it's mainly just white. And that's that's never really been like an issue for me at all because I mean I'm just there to wrestle. That that you know, I've always been on a team where we had a lot more white people than black people. So it really wasn't an issue. But I did feel like 
I didn't belong for the first three years. I think we talked about that in like a meeting we had for some other thing over the summer. Mm -hmm. But I did feel like I didn't belong at Sacred Heart for the first two, three years. Now, would you say that because of what was happening on campus or more so in athletics? Like what made you feel like you didn't belong on on the team? Um, I think it was just more like the type of person I was. My mom always taught me to be memorable and she's repeated that to me ever since I was a little kid. So that's what I do. I do anything I possibly can to stick out like a sore thumb almost and really be memorable to those people. So it's just the attention I was drawing towards myself. I mean, everybody here was dressed really nice and everything my first two years of college. And I came in in joggers every day in a nice shirt and the same jacket every single yeah. day. And so I drew a lot of attention to myself, you know, and I had different hairstyles at the time. So I think it was more like a conscious thing for myself, but I definitely felt like the attention was geared towards me. So I was just like, just worried, you know, I was like conscientious of myself. But then I really got a team junior year where I was able to really find, you know, my friends and people that I wanted to hang out with that had similar interests as me, you know, um, Freshman year was really rough, but I made a good start for somebody who didn't even place at States. I was the most improved wrestler. I was the most valuable wrestler. And, you know, I also received all conference academic award That's because great. I made the conference first my freshman year. Wow. And great. yeah, I know I had to work really hard for that. Um, I had jumped up five weight classes since freshman year. Um, freshman year, I went 133. I was walking around at the way I am now to make that weight. And it was, it sucked. I was miserable the whole time. I'd be running every single day. Like literally, I'd, I'd, my day would be over. I'd wrestle, I'd eat, go back to the gym, I'd run. And anytime I had that was free, I'd either be running or I'd be training. Now, let's talk about that. Do you feel like you you were kind of consuming yourself in this sport? Or do you feel like it was more so the pressures of having to do so well for your sport that kind of consumed you as a person? Did you have outside friends like did you go out and do things outside of your student athlete life absolutely I think for the first two years freshman and sophomore year I say that because it was such a big transitional period for me from junior to senior year you know senior year you get used to things so you can you have a lot more time for things especially when you get used to your schedule but I definitely felt that freshman year I wasn't happy at all um I definitely consumed me I had a friend group I had some friends that I really cared about and I just felt like I wasn't doing the justice because I was really never hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I have a lot more free time in my hand, especially with COVID happening. You have yeah. a lot of free time in your hand. So it wasn't that bad. Let's um, let's go back. I heard you say something about you were miserable during that time of, you know, you feeling down. Did you have outlets to go to? Do you feel like the coaching staff or your teammates kind of saw or realized like, hey, Sean's, you know, probably in a bad space right now? Or did you have outlets in terms of a counselor, someone who's a part of the athletic program to go to and talk to you when you were in these darker, darker moments in your career? Um, no, I didn't have the coaches that were there for me, you know, that to talk to me about it, but that's no hate against them. I was just a very quiet to myself type person. Mm-hmm. I always talk to my mom about situations. She's always helped me get through these situations. Even now she still does. I call her up eventually, but my biggest thing for myself, um, is to get through it by myself, you know, and enjoy the grind. But I started using the, uh, therapy that they gave us at Sacred Heart, um, And uh, it really, really did help me. I mean, there was times where I wasn't too sure what I was going to do with the next moves were because 
my goal is to always learn, always, you know, grow, always achieve, always become better. So um, I think the, uh, the therapy sessions that I've been having for Sacred Heart have absolutely helped me and skyrocketed me to where I am now. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because I feel like, you know, athletes go through a lot more than, like you said, going to practice, coming home, doing homework. It's like the extra work you're putting in. You talked about how you had to make it to a, cert- a certain weight class and you were running and doing this and eating. Let's talk about your eating. I know mm. wrestlers, you guys are very fit, very strong. And it's like, like you said, weight class, like you're one sport that I feel like has to maintain a certain shape or weight to excel and and be able to compete in a certain classes in your sport. So tell me about that. Do you feel like there's pressure on you um, to maintain a certain uh, size and do you feel like you're ever starving yourself or, you know, eating too much where it kind of affects you mentally because you have to focus so much on your sport? Um, absolutely. I mean, freshman year for college was actually one of the first times I actually cut weight. So it was a new adjustment for me. What does cut weight mean? So like losing weight to get to the weight class that you are. Okay. Generally in wrestling, people tend to drop down a weight class or two Mm -hmm. in order to be competitive and wrestle and beat other people. Because if you're, you know, naturally your body has like a natural weight that you're at and you have that natural strength with you. So you're able to go down and keep that strength and, and, and that speed and, you know, all the other things that make you good, then you do that. You cut the weight to get down to that. And um, when doing that, there, there is that pressure, you know, there is that pressure to just make weight every mm-hmm. single time. You know, our coach doesn't really, you know, um, emphasize cutting weight too much, but it is something that people do in order to win, in order to get ahead on the competition. Um but to answer the other part of your question, yeah, it, it, the pressure is always there. I think as a sport, wrestling is always built character for people. If you ask wrestlers, wrestlers are the most charismatic people because we do a lot just for the sport. And eating, eating wise, I mean, I was on a strict diet freshman year. Like for a snack, I'd eat dark chocolate. That was it, two pieces. That was your snack. What yeah. about the fruit? Like, I would or did have... it give you? Where do you feel like the chocolate gave you energy because it was sweet? Well, I researched dark chocolate because I did my whole diet by myself, and I real I researched that dark chocolate before bed clears your skin, speeds up your metabolism. So okay. if my metabolism was sped up, I'd lose weight overnight. It's less weight I have to lose later on. Okay. Does your team have a um? What's what do they call them? Like someone who controls like how much you guys eat on the team. I- I forgot the name. Like a dietitian? Yes. There you go. Um, Do you guys have one of those on your team that helps you, like you said, focus on what you're eating and what's good for you, what's bad for you type of thing? There was a dietitian that was available. I don't know if it was part of the team or not, but most of the time people do it on their own. Okay. And it is tough because, you know, as a college student, you're not going to sit there and do all the research. Exactly. So that some of them do starve each other, Mm -hmm. starve themselves. And it is uh, very miserable for them as well. But for me... I was on a strict diet, so I wasn't trying to miss any meals because I know for myself, I have to eat in order to get the energy Mm -hmm. and do what I have to do. Exactly. So um, starving myself wasn't an issue. My eating really wasn't an issue. It was really, you know, about uh, just getting the weight down. And I realized that that wasn't the best, like that wasn't ideal for my wrestling. So I stopped cutting weight, especially this year. I just stayed where I was at. I only cut like a few pounds to make down to the 
nearest weight class. Because okay. I feel like cutting 10, 20 pounds to make the week and then just be all tired before even competition. Yeah. So I realized, you know, I made that adjustment myself and I was like, you know, weight cutting is not good anymore. So I'm just not going to do it. Okay. So let's go back to this. Well, you, you kind of talked to me about your schedule as an athlete, but that was back then. So you said you're a senior now and it was COVID year. So tell me about your day-to-day lifestyle as a student athlete um, now and even before COVID. Like what was life like for you as a wrestler? Um, life as a wrestler before and after COVID, I'd have to say before COVID, it was very hustle and bustle. I was never in one spot. I was consistently moving and I felt like I couldn't take a break, kick, you know, catch a break. After COVID, I feel like I have a lot more rest in my hand, but I feel like college is just not easy. You know, it's, it's never going to be easy. So, you know, it's a different animal every single time. Um, I've had times where, you know, I was, you know, in sure work mode and there's times where I just was completely resting, but it's still difficult. It's still hard. Even in wrestling, we're going even harder in the room now and it's postseason, which is pretty interesting because, you know, we're postseason is you just kind of take it easy, but you're still working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but before COVID, there was definitely a lot more to do. And I say that with meaning there was tournaments that were open. There was more opportunities to get better and actually wrestle than yeah. there is now. So let's dive into COVID year. I mean, I know it's been hard on everyone in all different facets, but talk to me about your sport. Because like we all know wrestling's so hands-on touching 24-7. So tell me about when COVID first hit, what was your reaction like? Am I going to have a season and when it came down to yes or no for season wise, tell me your response to whether or not you wanted to play. Were you nervous? What were your thoughts about that going into your season this year? So going into COVID year, I was very nervous about, you know, a season happening because I know in wrestling you can't remain six feet apart. You exactly. just you can't wrestle. So you guys are like touching all the time. Yeah, right? absolutely. Have to touch on each other. Absolutely. And I was nervous about the season, so I'd always call my coach and be like, hey, listen, you're having a season. He's like, so far, so good. I'm not shutting down until they really tell us to shut down. And it was good because for me, it was my last year. And it, it would be different if I was like a freshman. I'd be like, oh, we don't have a season. Okay, great. But this is my last year. You know, at the time, there wasn't that extra eligibility that we had yet, so I was nervous about the season. But regardless, I was going to wrestle because that's all I know how to do. You know, that's what I do. Absolutely. You, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose your opportunity to go out there and do what you love. So 100%. I feel that. Yeah. 100%. And I was just like, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to train over the summer when I can and get better because I got to catch competition because the kids that are doing this as life, you know, just for, a, for their living are training right now. And I got to figure out how I'm going to get better and catch them as well, you know? Yeah. So there was never, I, I had the foot on the, gas at all times and I was just like I'm gonna wrestle and we're gonna make this happen okay so there was there was never a doubt in your mind like whatever whatever COVID brings to me I don't care I'm gonna go out there and give them the mat me personally no but (laughs) I was calling it at some point you know into the into the spring semester I was like they're probably gonna cut us off by January if this thing gets worse but then Mm -hmm. they came on the vaccine and we're like okay we're good so let's talk about that how has the school your team your coaches how how has everyone been handling COVID do you feel like you've been safe and kind of in a good predicament where you're you are comfortable even though you just said you wanted to you wanted to go out there and play and wrestle but when it came time to do so did you feel like you were in the best environment in terms of protection from COVID and following or having everyone else follow the guidelines how'd you feel about that 
Uh, to answer that question, me personally, it had to do with the type of immune system I had because it was like an immune system disease kind of thing, mm-hmm. or illness, I think. And me personally, I'm one, I'm not the type of person to get sick all the time. Mm-hmm. I really very rarely get sick. So going into COVID, I wasn't really worried about getting COVID because I knew that, you know, I had a good immune system. I really don't eat terrible and I'm exercising, you know? So I wasn't really worried about it. But for the environment, I mean, it's a wrestling room. We got to wrestle. It's not safe. Like for COVID, it's not safe. But I mean, I'm getting better at wrestling. So, you know, I take that risk every single day. Mm -hmm. But my biggest thing is that, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, you know? And wrestling is something I love to do. I would die. I I really didn't care at one point. I was like, I'll die as long as I get to wrestle. Yeah. Wow. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. It's extreme. Yeah. I was like, if if I get it, I mean, I'll get it. I'm going to fight it. Exactly. I'm going to beat it. Exactly. So I wasn't too worried about it. The environment itself definitely isn't safe, but you get it done. You know, the last time our team completely got shut down was November. Mm -hmm. Now we've come up with a pod system. So now that the person who has it is just out, we just okay. get rid of them, you know, and I've come into contact a couple of times with people, but luckily I've actually never gotten it. That's good. And I'm uh, partially vaccinated right now. Okay. But at the same time, um, it, it's definitely a risk you take every day. Yeah. And how often do you guys get tested? Um, so since we're out of season, we get tested once a week. Okay. What about in season? Three times a week. Okay, that's good. So I feel like, you know, even though you're out there, you, you guys are still doing what you need to do to make sure everything is good and moving smoothly moving forward. Absolutely. The biggest thing is that, you know, it's monitored. We're, we're, we're being monitored and seeing how it goes because it'd be different if nobody knew where the surge came and the whole team is out. Exactly. You know? Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you felt you were safe throughout this process. So let's let's go into a little outside of sports. Talk to me. Well, before we go there, I want to go back to what you said earlier. You're a walk-on. So talk to me about what that means for you. I mean, you're a senior now. Do you feel like, I feel like from what you've been telling me, you've made your way on this team and have made your mark on this shoe wrestling team do you ever did you ever feel like as a walk-on that there was extra pressures or um a lack of support because you were a walk-on and let's say not on scholarship no because the excitement and the drive that I had to just wrestle in college overshadowed the angst the angst that I had you know going into it I realized that as a walk-on I mean it's a good thing that I actually came to Sacred Heart because this team really we didn't have a coach so I mean to worry about, oh, was I going to make it on the team? Was I going to be good enough? Like, that really wasn't one of my worries as much as I just wanted to wrestle. Like, I told my coach the first time, he'll he'll tell you the story, actually. When I walked into the room, he talked to me, said, hey, you know, tell me who you are. Tell, tell me about yourself. I'm like, well, I'm from Denver. I mean, I didn't really take wrestling all that seriously. You know, I kind of just do it for fun. So I'm just kind of here. I wouldn't say for shits and giggles, but at the same time, I'm kind of just here just to wrestle. Yeah. And I definitely think since then, I realized I have to bring my A game. You exactly. know, it's, it's a different animal. It's a demon. Yeah. This is the best level. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I definitely feel like I've made my mark, not only on the team, but, you know, like you were about to say, outside yeah. the team as well. And I only do that is because, you know, my mom always told me, be memorable, be memorable. Mm-hmm. And I will do everything I possibly can 
in order to be memorable to somebody. And if that means training extra or being the only black kid on the team or wearing my hair a different style or just working extra hard, that's what I have to do. You know, I don't know how to explain it. That's just like what I want to do. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes for you to keep wrestling and keep winning. Absolutely. That's good, Sean. So let's talk about your outside life. You're not on for scholarship. So tell me how that affects you and paying for school, working. Do you work outside of um, sports? Or do, you, like, do you have a side job or how does that work? No, I don't have a side job. Either. Okay. Would you work if you had time? If I had time, probably. Yeah, because wrestling is kind of like your work. That's your job yeah. that you're doing every day. 100%. Okay. So tell me about your senior year. How has that been outside of wrestling? Do you, Are you in any clubs on campus? Do you have any extra hobbies aside from wrestling, eating, and cutting weight? <laughs> um, I used to. Uh, junior year, I was in student government, and I would pop in and out in the BSU meetings. But ever since then, I've really just hit the gas on wrestling, so I'm not really involved in anything mm-hmm. outside of um, wrestling. Would you would you say I feel like student athletes are so busy that it's hard to really get into campus life and kind of really experience college outside of sports? What's your take on that? Because I feel like you know, if you're an athlete, like I said, it's, it's like a job. You're kind of busy all the time. But how do you try? And is it hard to maintain the balance of being a student athlete, but as well as just having that experience, getting involved in outside things that don't involve sports? I think for me, you have the time for the things you put first. Mm-hmm. And if your priority is do sports and be you know, on campus and be in the mix, then you can do that. I don't believe in anybody not having time for anything. It just wasn't a priority to you. Being involved in campus is a very easy thing to do. I mean, I did it for the first three years of my um college career but i didn't get the fourth because the person you know the person who didn't like me wait let's go back tell me about you said someone didn't like you what was that about absolutely so the student government president um for the year uh, i'm not going to name drop anybody but they um didn't want to hire me back again to be the public affairs chair i had been the public affairs chair all three years i had been a sacred heart um, but I didn't make it the, the, uh, the fourth year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was involved in campus. I think that it's, it's very easy as long as you reach out to those people yeah. and you make the time for it. Cause you do have the time. That's exactly. what I want to say. Okay. So my last few things are just about you as a person outside of your sports. I mean, I know you just, you kind of just said that you make time for what's first. And that seems like for you is your sports and cause you're very passionate about it, but do you have any outside hobbies things that you're into that no one kind of knows about you like give me a little bit of insight about sean williams absolutely um so i am a motivational speaker on instagram snapchat facebook linkedin and tiktok okay so and i just post speeches every day uh to motivate people to get things done you know Mm -hmm. along the lines of making time and having to do things i know how hard it is a lot of things are easier said than done and i realized that you know if i can help people now Maybe people can help me later, right. you know? So I started doing those speeches freshman year, haven't stopped. And I just post them up every day. Right now I'm working with things, trying to see what's going to get me more bu- more views, more likes, more comments, mm-hmm. because I'm really taking it serious. I really decided to do that. that. That's actually my main hobby. I really decided to do that because I just, 
I don't know, I want to get people on the same wavelength as me in a way, right. you know, I, I want to be able to motivate people to be better people because mm -hmm. I know how hard it is. I mean, the place I came from in Danbury, there's a lot of people there that had a lot of talent and, and, and could have gone places and they just didn't because of whatever A and B was. And that was almost going to be the story for me had I not taken a step forward and be like, I'm going to wrestle, this is what's going to happen, you know? And I don't want people to fall in that same trap of what it should have, could have. So I was like, you know, freshman year, I was going to be like, hey, let me just help you get there. I mean, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's exactly. do it. We're like, we're all in the same boat. So yeah. we help each other, you know? And ever since then, I just taken off from uh, from there. That's good. I like that. So you're just, you're out giving back to people that you give to yourself and trying to motivate others. That's cool. Absolutely. That's great, Sean. Thank you, thank you. My last question for you, if you could have any advice for any student athlete who wants to pursue anything in life in college, what would you tell them? I, it would have to be network. I, I feel like we live in a day and age where technology is a thing and we have to use it. The first thing people should do is figure out what they want to do and then find the people that are doing what they're doing. Because if you find the people that they're doing, what, you know, that are doing what you want to do, you can either mimic, imitate, or make into your own of what you want to do to get there. Right. I feel like that's the best thing to do in order to get rid of all the extra fluff of sitting down and writing down research and, you know, really writing down what your idea is and not really knowing hundred percent what you're doing, but to network is the best thing because people out there, you know, as me as people are in the world, there are nice people out there that want to help you. Right. Like Especially me. in sports. Like yes. I feel like if you play sports, you have like an extra foot in the door with meeting so many different people. So, you know, why not network and start with like, like you're doing, starting new programs or just new ideas and brainstorming people and just trying to, you know, find a way through life with people, like you said, who have the same interests and goals as you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's the best thing, you know, as the numbers are growing, just to network, have a journal to write things down. I actually have two journals in my room, a planner, a journal, and another journal that I just write down on my goals. I mean, I suffer from ADHD, so my mind is always racing every single time. Right. I got to write down the things that mean a lot to me or I was just going to be gone and I'm going to lose that motivation yeah. in a way and not be able to get the same thing back again. So networking and writing everything down. I'd say those are two quickest things that I could say for somebody that's going to get interested in a career. And realize you got to be patient. Everything, yeah. you have to be patient. You're not going to get the results you want right away. It's very unlikely. You could, but if you don't, be patient, try it again. You know, it's not you win and you lose. It's you win and you learn. Mm -hmm. When you learn, when you lose, ideally, you know, you learn. You can make that mistake. You can see where you made that mistake and fix it again. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That sounds great, Sean. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck with your podcast that you're doing. Definitely send me links. I would love to tune in with you. And best of luck for the rest of your career. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. This is the Mindful Podcast. Tune in next week for episode four. I'm your host, Asian McRae, and we're out of here, guys. See you next time.